Hello! You're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 76, Bebop and Waffles. Enjoy the show! I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie and, and Jessica's, Jessica's Day, Day of Fun. Fun. What t-shirt are you wearing? Guys and dolls. Ah. Da, 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 da. Great choice. I went old school, literally. This is a really old t-shirt. I was wondering where mine was the other day. I don't think I'd have got rid of it. Um, I nearly got rid of it. I hauled it out of the charity bag. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Rosie. We, in fact, Skyped only two days ago. A few short days ago. But not for podcasting purposes. It was Easter. Happy belated Easter. Happy Easter. And I'm Junies. Very good. I was back home with our parents for Easter. Jessica was largely working that weekend. I was here. As usual. But we Skyped, and I appeared with my iPad held over my stomach like that dude from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know the one, he's got like the brain. Krang. I still think two of the funniest words in the English language are bebop and rocksteady. (laughs) (laughs) Only when used in conjunction with each other. We've definitely used that as a answer on a quiz where we didn't know yes, the answer. Yes, we definitely have. And I think at one point it was the answer, and then we just put it for all the ones we didn't know the answer to. Our go-to answers are either Liam Neeson making answers out of the phrase Eric Clapton when we had that quiz about guitars and guitarists. Oh, yes. Erica Clapton. Eric and the Claptons. He's from Claptonia. People up on Rocksteady. Great times. Krang. What the Krang. heck am I talking about? I know, iPads, stomach. It's not really a, a screen, it's like a weird like brain thing with a little... In a window, little... yeah. Oh, they shouldn't say that to children, that's horrible. Well. It's like a sentient evil blancmange. Yeah, there's a hint of Dalek about it. Yes. But it's encasing, encasement, it's whatever it is, is um, not obviously a robot. I think it is supposed to be a robot now I look at it, but I did not appreciate that when I was a child. No, I, just... I definitely thought it was a person who had a brain installed in his stomach. I wasn't freaked out by it. I just was like, yeah, there's a big mean dude with like a weird brain in him. The use of the word Dalek there reminds me of when the front of the Radio Times was that weird Dalek-human hybrid from the very bad New York episodes. And it was a really weird thing. Firstly, they completely spoiled the episode because it was on the front of the Radio Times. Secondly, the design of the creature was very strange. And you can't put that on the front of the Radio Times. It's terrifying. So the only two issues of the Radio Times I've had to have stored face down are that one and the one with Tom Hiddleston on the front from the other week because I'd had the dream that he'd murdered me. I couldn't look at his eyes of a killer. Well, Jessica, school is out for me. For the summer? No, forever. Forever. I'm done. Completely. I do have to write a dissertation. Let's not get carried oh, away right. with ourselves. Yes, let's, let's not. Yeah. But I had my final class of my master's and I was sad. But relieved. A little no, bit. No, just sad. <laughs> I'm saying it was quite nice last, what day is it? Wednesday, Monday night. Did I go to class? No, I stayed up till gone midnight watching eight episodes of Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, I, I didn't have to go to Brownies on uh, on Monday because it's Easter holidays. And I very much enjoy going to Brownies, but when I get an evening off, it is very nice. Uh, so I watched Desperately Seeking Susan. Oh, that's just gone on Netflix. Yes, I'd never seen it before. It's in my queue. Actually, I'd seen a bit of it, like, years and years ago. I've done too much Pretty Little Lies in the last week, and so I think I'm going to have to stop for a bit. Yeah, I've, I've had an, another inadvertent break. I've become a little exasperated with it. Oh, I mean, it's ridiculous, but I cannot stop watching it. The end of the season, I got to a lot of reveals, and then the new season starts with them making an incredibly poor choice, and you're like, oh, you could easily stop this situation in its tracks. 
if you weren't yeah. all being imbeciles. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that generally throughout the show. Yeah, all the way through, you just think, these are poor life choices. I feel like a lot of their problems could have been solved if anyone ever drew the curtains. Yeah! Nobody ever closes the curtains or the blinds. Just, why? And also, it makes all the heat dissipate from the yes, house. Heat loss. Energy inefficient. You won't sleep as well because the sunlight will come in. And people will spy on you through the window. Like, it's... Who's to say which is the most important of those issues? <laughs> All the time. Also, what's the... Tell an adult. Yes. Episode one. Hey, mum, I got this weird text. I don't know how they're able to keep all these secrets. As it goes on, you can kind of understand. Okay, well, they, if they tell someone, then all of the secrets. They're in too deep. But if they'd done from day one, then the following things wouldn't have been an issue. Except that A, this anonymous individual-based being, had one thing over their heads. But that thing wasn't that important because they didn't throw the firecracker. That's the thing, yes. Because, okay, so there's an incident which is always described as the Jenna thing for anyone who hasn't uh, seen the series. Look, we've all inadvertently blinded a classmate. <laughs> yeah. But in the actual situation, the ones being tormented were not the ones. That they, had, they had been present. It wasn't their idea. They hadn't encouraged it. They had been horrified by the actions. They had actively tried to stop it, but they hadn't told anyone who had done it. This is one of those, I think they're described as idiot plots. I can't remember who it was. It was mentioned on an episode of um, Pop Culture Happy Hour. It was maybe Bob Boylan, uh, which is where the plot of a film could be resolved in five minutes if everyone wasn't a complete idiot. Still can't stop watching it. Still can't stop watching it. I'm on season five. Oh, I mean, that is impressive. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in the tank for this. I, at first I was like, maybe I could just wikipedia the answers if i can't commit to it. nope too late watch too much of it i'm in i'm in i'm watching the whole thing you have like five episodes to go on wikipedia and then there's a point where you're like well i've committed now so i better not spoil myself i've watched three percent of it so i may as well watch the whole the other <laughs> yeah. 97 yeah you know when people say uh at what point you give up on a book unfortunately for me getting this far so i might as well finish it is episode one yes i'm like oh the <laughs> credits have rolled probably ought to just watch six seasons of this now I was having a conversation with somebody at work the other day and we mentioned Pretty Little Lies and various box sets and series of things that we were binging our way through. And I mentioned having watched the last two episodes of the first season of Prison Break with one of my housemates at university. And the guy I was talking to went, no, 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 don't tell me what happens, don't tell me what happens because I'm only on season one. I've started very late, but I'll tell you who I is if you give me any spoilers. I found a new favourite activity, which is watching episodes of Once Upon a Time with our dad, who is at the same time reading the wikipedia page for once upon a time trying to get any kind of grasp of what the heck is going on wait has he come in the middle of season five with you season five episode 15 so not even at the beginning of this arc <laughs> not even the explanation of this story arc that's commitment like who's this guy are they all dead so we did an episode of once upon a time middle of a very late season no idea what was going on then we plunge into pretty little liars midway through season two even more no idea what's going on because plots <laughs> are picked up and dropped with the carelessness of a handkerchief. <laughs> the anecdote involving Prison Break, uh, incidentally, was that my, my housemate and I decided to watch the last two episodes despite the fact that we'd seen none of the rest of the series, but it was a conscious decision. We're like, everyone's talking about this. Let's just watch the last two episodes because they're on tonight. It's going to be a big deal. What if we end up near a water cooler? Yeah, exactly. Having seen none of it, we took the Bill Bailey approach to reading A Brief History of Time. And we made Pringle sandwiches in case we got confused because in the arc of the Pringle and the flatness of the bread were crush, 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 yum, 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 yum. Everything makes sense again. My housemate made it to the credits before he ate his sandwich. I got to the first commercial break. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what's going on. Just eat the sandwiches. Just using context clues. Do they, by any chance, break out of prison? Well, 
Or do they? Was the prison their own mind? Do they? And it's not in a comedy way like the episode of Porridge where they accidentally end up being broken out and then have to break back in again before they get caught. To be honest, I'd rather watch Porridge than Prison Break. Yeah, I would have rather watched Porridge. Jessica, speaking of watching Porridge... Yeah. Top fives! Top fives. Your song will come after the segment because that's fine. Cannot resist a segue. And I can segue that, so let's just keep going. Holy goodness. Oh my god, I think I know what your song is. Breakfast. Top five breakfasts. So we've done top five breakfast cereals before. Or top five cereals, because you don't have to eat them for breakfast. I had shreddies when I got in from work last night. I think cereal is either a waking up or a going to bed snack. Yeah, or a late afternoon, not quite time for dinner yet. I would eat cereal at literally any time of the day. Okay, except maybe lunch. I don't know. Yeah, I think if you're having cereal for lunch, that's a cry for help. Uh, Top five breakfasts. Top five Non-cereals. Yes. Because we at Day of Fun Towers take breakfast very seriously. Yeah, we don't mess around when it comes to breakfast. It is the most important meal of all seven meals I will have in a day. Yes, correct. Me too, yes. I have literally no idea what number episode this is. 76? 76 episodes of the Day of Fun. Number one. Number one. Full English breakfast. Correct. I do not mess around with fry-ups. Do we need to talk about the time I had eight fried breakfasts in ten days again? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Probably. Sure. It was when I took my amazing holiday on trains, and uh, I had loads of full English breakfasts, and it was great. There are important parts to a full English breakfast. Do you know what? I find the bacon, I'd like a bit. But it's not its not the main feature. It's a meat garnish. Right, yep. I can see that. I totally appreciate that. I like bacon, but I'm not wild about it in a full English. I want some good quality sausage. But I also want things... Mushrooms. Yep. Black pudding. A fried slice. Yes. Good lord, a fried slice is conceivably the greatest thing on this earth. Yes. And if you're on holiday, you have one of those. You don't need lunch. Have a cream tea <laughs> at three o'clock. Those are your main yep. meals. And then a light supper. Mm-hmm. Yes. I gained half a stone. Good work. We did quite well at that when uh, when we went to Margate last year as well. Oh, lovely full English breakfast in the B and B. They were very good. Number two. Number two. Eggs Benedict. Muffin, meat, egg, hollandaise. Do you put spinach on yours, or is that no? That's Florentine. Oh, Florentine. Benedict right, right. is ham or smoked salmon, but I always have yep, ham and, and a hollandaise. Right. And a hollandaise. Um. We've spoken before about the time I was living at home, our parents went on holiday, and I became suddenly incredible for four days. <laughs> and since then, I, I used up Rapidly all my downhill. potential for the whole rest of my life. And I would get up and go running and wash my hair and make cook breakfast, and I eggs Benedict a lot. The problem is, if you open a jar of hollandaise and you live alone, or you're eating alone, you're committed. You have to commit to it. And it turns out day two is the point at which you think, I have had too much hollandaise sauce. But you've got to keep eating that hollandaise. <laughs> oh, yeah, tell, yeah, tell me about it. I, like, literally everything I open, it's like, well, I'm going to be eating this for the next four days. Oh, God, I know. Why don't they sell mayonnaise in small jars? It's got to the point where I think I might just buy loads of those squeezy yeah. packets you get in chip shops. Yeah, or just take them from the chip shop. Okay, so I need to go and burgle a chip shop. Or, <laughs> no, wait, buy chips and just... Yeah, that makes yes, sense. That's, that's where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah. Because I constantly am like, this mayonnaise is 100 years old. But I do really want some tuna. And I want tuna more than I want to live, apparently. <laughs> Number three. Pancakes, bacon, maple syrup. Yummy. This is my one representative entry for what I'm going to term the American breakfast slash brunch. So this is standing in for all your waffles, your, your 
pancakes stacked with blueberries. But the, the day I discovered the beauty of mixing pork products and maple syrup, it was an eye-opener. Yeah. And you think bacon's good? Wait till you put maple syrup on a sausage. How do we have an obesity epidemic? This is a question I ask myself. <laughs> maple, oh, God. I need a pancake. A, a pancake. I'm thinking about making pancakes. I considered making pancakes because we I knew we were doing this segment, but then I decided that I'd rather stay in bed for another half hour. So subconsciously, I wasn't like literally trading that off. I've only just remembered that I well, had Jessica, considered making pancakes. I prepared by having a cereal medley of cornflakes used to bulk out some stale multigrain hoops. <laughs> you rebel. Mm, treating myself like a prince. I love a brunch. Number four. Number four. Toast with marmalade. A classic. Because... I mean, I say all of these things. I have cereal almost every day. Yes. So cereal is our, our go-to breakfast. I don't know whether that's for everyone. Everyone has cereal every morning, or it's just our household. One of those things that because we always have cereal, maybe everyone else is I having. Assume everyone does rocket. it. Yeah, but it's mixed, I think. But toast with marmalade—that's like a treat, but it's still very easy. I always have that as seconds or dessert. Mm like a sort of a breakfast follow-up in fact i'm going to have it when we finish recording yes i sometimes will have a treat breakfast where i go and eat it in bed and that is nice to have toast and marmalade such as the morning after my last class when we'd been to the pub and i thought i might need restorative breakfast didn't because i'm a legend but i I had a a good breakfast and a barocca number five number five cold pizza yep (laughs) you wake up Hopefully you've been in a state that you don't find half a chicken sweet corner mushroom pizza still in its box next to your bed like <laughs> second year Rosie once did. What a hashtag legend. Uh, hashtag legend. <laughs> because then you don't have to get out of bed to eat a nutritious breakfast. Uh, actually, I once found a pizza that only had one slice taken out of it because I've been like, I need a pizza now to Effie's the terrible takeaway around the corner from my house and yep, familiar with it we <laughs> legend and i thought obviously i need this pizza ate a slice of pizza fell asleep <laughs> this may or may not have been the time that i woke up to find my laptop still open and had a google history open of a really misspelled thing and went back and found all the ways i had attempted to spell the phrase how to sober up after drinking too much <laughs> I've been like, mm, need to Google this. Couldn't type. So I had to keep typing out. So it was just Windows being like, who to Google? Sib up after drinking, Tim. Great times. Cold pizza. You come down, you're like, oh my God, I had a, a pizza yesterday. I can have that now. I know that um, I've recently come around to heating up leftover pizza, but there is something quite delicious about cold a cold pizza. pizza. really nice. Just like, yeah. Yeah, I love leftover pizza, although I always end up with slightly less leftover pizza than I anticipate having, and, and often I just end up eating the whole pizza. And the wedges. Your top five. Top five. Okay, one, waffles. Yeah. Because they're yummy. And you can put fruit on them, so that's like really healthy, and that's one of your five a day. If you put two different kinds of fruit on, that's two of your five a day. And if you have a glass of orange juice, three of your five a day. And waffles are made of flour, which, which is, is a, a plant. plant. So that's four or five a day. And if you put maple syrup on it, that comes from trees. Five. Boom. Wow. Waffles. Yeah, they're so um, versatile. Oh my god, I didn't even mean that one. They are <laughs> waffly versatile. Bird's eye potato waffles. But I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the batter waffles. Yeah, not, not bird's eye waffles, potato, waffles. potato waffles. I also do very much. Actually, I would happily have that for breakfast. Like, Yeah, with waffles and beans and sausages and stuff. I still have some leftover toaster waffles from Galentine's. Grossly over-catered. 
Uh, oh, they're leftover waffles. Reads like the article that was in the Guardian this weekend that said, "What to do with leftover Easter eggs?" Who has leftover Easter eggs? And also, a spare goose. Eat them. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what to do with this chocolate product. It's not going to go off. You don't need to cook it. No, I have no chocolate with that. Let's move on. Number two, pancakes. Great. Similar vein to waffles, but different enough that I've given them two different categories. When my future housemate moves in, we're going to get a waffle iron together. Exciting. I've considered that because you can also make toasted sandwiches in them. Oh, according to BuzzFeed, you can make whatever you want. And you can make eggs, um, frittata, peace treaties. I'll put a link in it in the show notes. Potato-toasted cheese sandwiches, courtesy of the Redneck Vegan, who brought us the genius that is Bossages. Waffles, pancakes. You have gone the full Leslie Nope route, and I applaud you for yeah. that. Yeah! Champs Diner, Brooklyn, New York, USA. That is great. Number three? Number three. Full English breakfast. Yeah. Because, lo, despite the fact that I'm vegan, oh, substitute, like, everything. And also, you can still have the fried slice, the beans, the mushrooms, the tomato. Yes, the hash browns, not technically necessarily well, part have, of a breakfast. You can have that, you know, you um, what was it there. called, tofu scramble we had at Champs? Tofu scramble, and yes, we had tofu scramble at Champs, and we had amazing tofu scramble at the Friendly Toast in uh, Boston, which was amazing. I have no recollection of what I ate there, but I can picture it really well. Maybe pancakes. Well, my, my breakfast. I think you had pancakes. It sounds like me. That sounds like something I would do. <laughs> Rosie, did you have the opportunity to eat pancakes? I probably ate pancakes then. <laughs> Vegan sausages or bossages. You can make bossages. Facon? You could have facon. I haven't had fake bacon for like, I don't know, since when? About 15 years. Well, I do find that as you start on a vegan or vegetarian journey, there's a lot of kind of the meat replacement foods. But then as you start naturally knowing what... You, you stop eating them. Yeah, you don't need to eat... I don't, I don't think I've ever bought alternative bacon. I have eaten it at camp. Tastes like Marmite. It's quite nice, actually. Tastes like Marmite. Yes, it was that camp. Uh, yeah, I've, I've eaten it, but I've never purchased it for myself, and this was 15 years ago. Oh, it's quite pleasant. I might go and buy some. Could just eat Marmite, couldn't I? Mm-hmm. Bacon English. with Marmite on? Oh my god, that's a, that must be a thing. Surely. Yeah, like a glazed ham. If you watered down the Marmite very slightly so that you could spread it with pastry brush and grilled it, it would like crisp up. Like when you do maple candied bacon. I know what I'll be doing later today. Number four. Number four. A skillet full of fried things. Oh, I know exactly what you were talking about here. (laughs) So, like, a skillet is a kind of pan, but to my mind, a skillet just sums up a type of breakfast because we had one in a hotel in Washington. Picture it. Also about 15 years ago. The year 2000. The place, Washington, D.C. The breakfast, big enough for all four of us to have one. But we all have one each the first day. <laughs> the second day, we all had something slightly lighter, like waffles or something. The third day, we all had granola and like yogurt and stuff. Fruit salad. I shall have something lighter and you're given a tower of pancakes. Oh, good. I wanted to build a small wall. It involved like vegetables and fried potatoes and oh my there was God. a fried egg on top. I think there were two fried eggs on top of it. It was amazing. It was so delicious. <laughs> Did it come served in the pan? Or was yeah, that yeah, my... yeah. arrived in the skillet with a sort of don't touch it, it's hot kind of warning. And that was the place where we first encountered the American delicacy that is whipped butter. Whipped butter. Yeah, you kind of prod it with a fork and go, what, what is it? It's not, it's it's not, not cream, whipped cream. cream. It? It's not a oh, pat it's... of butter. Wait, it seems to be melting. It's butter. But it doesn't taste exactly like Why butter. Why is it white and sort of frothy? <laughs> 
fluffy. Because we'd worked out what it was and we were in New York. I was like, hmm, I'm going to find myself some whipped butter <laughs> while we're here. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that. We, yeah, we were on a quest uh, we were on holiday earlier this year to find whipped butter somewhere. I don't remember if we succeeded. I didn't really want to actually eat it. I just wanted to have it. In, I wanted to <laughs> know I could have it if I wanted. Butter. Ah, it's a good time. Number five, porridge. Oh, <laughs> perfect. I love porridge. We used to have it, like the classic way of having porridge used to be evaporated milk and brown sugar. Obviously, I don't have evaporated milk anymore, but brown sugar still is like the classic. I had a discussion with colleagues a few weeks ago as to whether you could make porridge brulee. And I think you could. Oh, most certainly. I was like, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find this out, guys. But I had to get like an appropriate dish to put it in because I didn't have any small enough dishes that I could put under the grill to have a serving of porridge. And so oh, if to, only you like, had... All 15 of the ramekins I found in this house. <laughs> but then a ramekin is not big enough for a serving porridge. Anyway, I now have a lovely dish. Do you own a blowtorch? Jane Asher that I got in the uh, Poundland. Uh, I did not own a blowtorch. See, that would have solved the problem. So anyway, I could put it under the under the grill or under the broiler for our listeners across the pond. Who are too busy whipping butter to look up what a grill is. Well, a grill is a different thing. Yeah, then I realised that the problem is when you make creme brulee, you, it's cold when it goes into the grill because otherwise the sugar would melt immediately that you put it on but then it wouldn't heat up the porridge enough so you'd have to have cold porridge with sugar on top then put it under the grill but then the porridge at the bottom wouldn't have heated right the way through i don't think maybe it would have i don't know maybe i should just try it but i think because you'd have to make porridge let it cool and like set put the sugar on stick it under the grill for really what was sort of the punchline of a conversation i'm gonna go do that now i'll be back in a minute on the subject of grills versus broilers if any of our American listeners could get in touch to tell me what the heck a toaster oven is, because it is not a toaster. <laughs> and I don't know what the hell. There was an episode of Judge John Hodgman where they were all talking about toaster ovens for ages. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. All I could picture was an easy bake oven. And those are cooked by the power of a light bulb. America surely isn't cooking all its meals by light bulbs. That's just a, a short plea. I really like putting loads and loads of stuff in porridge, like seeds and banana and raisins and stuff blueberries blueberries oh a blueberry on a porridge it's my new play <laughs> golden syrup oh maple syrup also you can put on porridge oh i started eating a lot of porridge with peanut butter in it a oh. while ago does it is it is it good i feel like i've done that before there is a certain deliciousness to it but <laughs> It really has, obviously you get the kind of claggy nature of peanut butter. It really thickens it up. It's a thickening agent. So you end up more with breakfast paste. What colour is the paste? <laughs> Could you make paste pants? Honourable mention. Honourable mentions. Uh, the the humble bacon sandwich. A subset yep. of the fried... I've written sausage, sausage sandwich because... Yeah. I'm prepared to eat vegan sausages. I'm not sure how I feel about vegan bacon. No, I mean, um, so yeah, Lind- Linda McCartney sausage with with uh, with ketchup or brown sauce. Ketchup. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go ketchup. To be honest, I don't think I've knowingly ever eaten brown sauce. Oh, I love brown sauce. I don't. What flavour is it? Brown. Brown flavour. Compare it to something I've eaten. Uh... <laughs> Challenge. Uh... <laughs> Do it now. Think of something I've eaten. You know everything I've ever eaten. It's a sort of um, vinegary Worcester saucy. Was like it's yeah, it's got that kind of Worcestershire sauce, like um, like a thick bleeding parents. Yeah, but not really. But it's like it's got a bit of a tang. It's very very savoury, like pickle. But it's got a hint of sweetness at the same time. Like if you took all the chunks out of small chunk pickle, sort of. So if I put small chunk pickle in the Nutribullet, but ketchupy. Oh, okay. Have some brown brown sauce is lovely. Have it on on sausages. 
I'm a devoted ketchup person, and nothing anyone says about it being a, the childish condiment will change my mind. I didn't used to like ketchup, but I did, I've so so come round to it. Devoted. Um, I quite like sausage sandwiches or bacon sandwiches for if you're having a breakfast on the move. Mm. If for some reason you have to get up really early, or you're doing something like you're you're going on a trip or something, it's like let's make up a breakfast to take with us, and it'll be exciting. I love meals eaten in places that they're not usually eaten. We once had to go into work for seven o'clock in the morning and I got an egg McMuffin. Yeah, see, that's the kind of thing. Can I have an honourable mention for McDonald's breakfast when sure. you're feeling naughty? Sure. I mean, I haven't eaten one of those again, probably about 15 years. Actually, longer, I'd say. Longer, but... Because we used to go to that drive through occasionally on Saturday mornings. Yeah, with Katie and Hannah and Victoria. Any cereal. Yes, any. C- literally. Episode any 69. cereal. Even Fruit Loops. I would so eat some Fruit Loops right now. Oh, I think I'm just about ready for second breakfast. I am. I was just thinking I've just had my breakfast, but if you gave me a bowl of Fruit Loops right now, I would I would eat all of them. Um, to rein back in from the McDonald's shame, um, avocado toast. Ooh! Can I add a poached egg on it? You can add a poached egg. I knew I knew instantly as soon as you Thank opened your you mouth speak, you were going down the egg route. I, I have to say, my favourite kind of egg is poached. With a runny yolk. Yes. Yeah. Anything involving hash browns, anything involving a fried slice, which is, you know how people say the greatest invention since sliced bread? No. I think what they mean is the greatest invention since someone realised that you could fry sliced bread. So by fried slice, if anyone isn't familiar with the concept of an English fried slice, it's fried slice of bread. <laughs> you take the bread out the bag, you stick it in the frying pan. That is it. That is it. It is just a free fry some bread. I think you need to do it ideally in the bacon fat. I think, yeah, it's the kind of thing that you do last soaks up all the yum yum juices or if you're in like a greasy spoon then you've got like they're not even messing around with frying pans they've got like the whole hot plate thing like on the <sighs> griddle type thing then you just slop everything on that big hot like counter thing big hot big hot counter that's what i'm calling <laughs> the, the cooking surface you know where it's just like the whole the whole heated thing yeah is i know exactly gr- what you mean is that a griddle i feel like a griddle would have lines on it i think so but i think you could call it a, a griddle but I, I know think- what you mean Adam Richmond often stands next to them on Matt yes, versus food. Guy Fieri for like slinging hash, hash slinging. Things I learned on Man V Food, you should never um, press down on a pancake. Like you know, never flip it over and then sort of smush it with a with a spatula to to cook it because it knocks all of the air out. And I really like it when you make pancakes with Bisquick and you can literally see them rising, like they rise in front of your face. So you can watch them expanding. Here's an honourable mention. Now I read it out. It sounds a lot like leftover Easter eggs, leftover baked goods. Yeah, but sometimes yeah. you'll be like oh, birthday cake. Yeah, birthday cake is a great breakfast. I ended up in a situation where I had too many scones and cream and jam. I accidentally ended up with way too much clotted cream. So I again, they don't come in small enough packets. I ended up eating basically a cream tea for breakfast. In the reverse of my nice. usual plan to have a full English followed by a cream tea, but a cream tea for breakfast. What a start to the day! those are all my honorable mentions awesome a tea cake or a plain bagel with grape jelly in a diner in new york i know exactly the one you mean black coffee that gets refilled without you even having to ask from a pot from a pot a cup of joe you wanna go and play stickball speaking of coffee my song you're not gonna ask me what my song is oh is your song i thought it was gonna be breakfast at tiffany's no, it isn't, because I've already had that one, but that would have been good. No, because I think also the beverages that you select for your breakfast are also very important. Oh, See, gosh. I always have orange juice and a cup of tea, but if I'm out, I would have coffee. Hence the song, Taylor the Latte Boy, by Chris and Jenna. <laughs> I would never have guessed that, because I've never heard of it. <laughs> oh, it's, have you really? I think you'd quite enjoy it. It's very, it's a ridiculous song, but it's funny. Patron of the week. 
This episode's Patron of the Week is the delightful Amy N. Did you know that she has the power to control rabbits with her eyes? Or that she is adept at spinning wool without even using a spinning wheel? I heard that she once baked a cake so good, a village named a pond after her. Thanks for your patronage, Amy. If you would like to receive custom praise from Rosie and Jessica, it's one of the rewards for supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica. Patron of the week. Lovely. Well, let's do my song as well. What's your song? My song is Single Again by The Fiery Furnaces. This came up on my Discover Weekly playlist this morning, in fact. And it's a cover of the sort of traditional folk song, Now I Wish I Was Single Again, Again, but as done by The Fiery Furnaces. Snacks. I have gone for hot cross buns. Easter nests, because I made some of them. Easter nests, nice, nice, nice. I'm going to have my I have a hot cross bun, because I bought some the other day. And then I opened the cupboard this morning, I was like, oh, hot cross buns. I've still got hot cross buns left. Which leads nicely on to needle and thread. Needle and thread. I did not make hot cross buns, I, I bought them. I made Easter nests. Yep, lovely. And more importantly, I made a simnel cake. Lovely. Did you uh, count out the disciples in the time-honoured fashion? And eat Judas. Yes, yep. I did. Make, make 12 eat Judas because no one can roll out anything to 11. Although I am an atheist, I am evangelical when it comes to religious festival baking. I, I share that with you. I, I completely understand. I, as soon as you said that, I was like, yes, I, I get I, I want to make a simnel cake. I love to make my Christmas cake. I mean, simnel cake is even more religious than Christmas cake because it's got marzipan balls representing the disciples, which I imagine is how they wanted to be commemorated. Yep. Did the 11 marzipan balls, put it under the grill, then got the end of a packet of mini eggs. Those are some leftover mini eggs, I suppose. Um, Made a tiny bit of water icing to stick them together in the middle of the cake. And then I found I had some yellow organza ribbon and some yellow ribbon printed with bunnies. So it had the two ribbons, like profesh. Layered. And I was very pleased with it. Was it everything you wished it would be? Actually, yes. And I used golden marzipan this year, which looks a lot nicer yeah, than yeah. the white marzipan I used last year. And I also baked some butterfly cakes for my class uh, last week. And very I was good. very pleased with those. I put jam underneath the buttercream. Nice. As a little extra. In fact, I, I think possibly I put too much jam in. I think the ratio wasn't quite right for the jam to Betty Crocker. Mm. But everyone was very impressed. Cause I, and I was very pleased because... If you're making a fairy cake, I find that making it into a butterfly cake really elevates it appearance-wise, and it makes it look a lot fancier. Yeah, with not much effort. They look a lot fancier than if you just use water icing or in sprinkles, but without the sort of having to turn it into a cupcake with too much icing or frosting. Yeah. So I was very pleased with that. I really have the urge to make butterfly cakes now. I'd quite like to make some more chocolate nests, but I don't know if I can still get mini eggs, so they might just be cornflake cakes. You can probably get some... Like reduced <laughs> yeah. somewhere maybe I don't get smarties or minstrels or something oh yeah that would work just for the crunch you just want the extra yes yeah extra texture that's all my fed stuff Did, have you done any cooking or baking so I made a chocolate orange bunt cake I've been looking for a bunt pan for like 12 years and I found one finally just on the off chance having to be strolling through Marks and Spencer's buying exciting new knives which I told you all about and I got a bunt tin which I just happened to see uh, yeah it's really nice yeah, so I made a chocolate orange bundt cake, which just used my usual, my go-to Victoria sandwich recipe. And I used orange oil, which is basically Ooh. orange extract, but it's it, the ingredients are basically oil and orange. So yeah, it's really nice. It gives a really nice flavour. And then I just hacked up a, a bar of chocolate. Um, with and with your new it, knives? With my new knives. Mixed it all in, in the KitchenAid. Stuck it in the bundt tin, bunged it in the oven for like four hours. Not really. 
it took a while to cook because it's quite it's obviously the way it's it's quite it's dense a, it's because it's all, in, all in the one tin it's ridiculously tall i then couldn't work out because i was making it to take to work because we were all having to go in on our day off so i took it in as a treat and i didn't have a tin big enough to put it in so i had to sort of put it on a plate on my plastic camp plate and then sort of wrapped it in greaseproof paper and then sort of tied it up into a bag <laughs> i just put water icing just yeah. with a tiny bit of the orange oil in it drizzled Ooh. all over the top in a in a back and forth ziggy zaggy pattern that sounds delicious i forgot to purchase an orange otherwise i would have done uh, orange zest over the top of it yeah it's good it's tasty Oh, I was very pleased packing. with it, bearing in mind that I kind of made it up as I went along, like flavour-wise. I was terrified that it was going to be like a raw bit because it's so deep mm-hmm. that it's difficult to get a skewer into it, even though I knew it was cooked. But then while I was sort of getting out the cooling rack and stuff, I put it in for like another three minutes just to be on the safe side. And I think actually those three minutes weren't needed at all. I think if I had, hadn't done those three minutes, it would, would have been perfect. But it's still like it was fine. It wasn't overcooked. Yeah. It was really nice. I find that with cooking similar cake because there's a layer of marzipan in the middle. So when you put a tester in, you think, oh my God, what's all this goop coming out? And then you remember it's not raw marzipan. cake batter. It's cooked marzipan yeah well i've also been doing quite a lot of knitting to the extent that i currently have nothing on any needles amazing and as we spoke last week and jessica quite rightly said you know this is meant to be a hobby when i said it was stressing me out which is a very wise thing to say Mm -hmm. um so i ripped back my toe up skula socks and redid them and the heels oh boy i did it perfectly the first time when it was too long then I did it again perfectly, and it was the right length. Put it on to check it was the right length, at which point one of the DPNs popped out and loads of stitches dropped, and they were decreases, so it was very difficult to then pick them up and get them all together in the right way. So I ripped it back, and then I realised that there was a dropped stitch, so I had to do it again, and then eventually that was fine. And then I did the second sock, and again kept finding dropped stitches, and now I found a dropped stitch while I was doing the heel. I had to rip it back a bit and do it again. And uh, then when I got to joining again, I thought, well, I'm, I'm a stitch down. Maybe I've dropped another one. Was going through, you know, row by row trying to find it. Couldn't find a drop stitch. Joined it all. Had done about 20 rows and realised that was a drop stitch. But it's because it's all done with slip stitches. They're very difficult to spot uh, because annoying. you get long, sort of sticky out stitches anyway. However, it's all done now. No biggie. And it's all cast <laughs> off. And they are pretty cool. So this is the wool I bought in Brooklyn. It Yay. did dye my hands pink while I was knitting with it, oh. so I shall give it a good wash before I start putting it on my feet. Before you put them in your white shoes. Yes! My gift knitting is all done and should be handed over by the time we next record. My totoro mittens are done. The only project I have that isn't finished is my bunny slippers, where I still need to kind of consider what I'm doing with whether I'm going to felt them further or chop a bit out. Or, But uh, I'll probably cast on something new today hat i think i haven't knitted anything for ages and i really want to knit something i have like an old sort of snood type thing that i started knitting literally years ago a very very fine of of lace weight like variegated blue stuff and i did it on a on a pattern that was just well i didn't use a pattern i was just knitting in the round and just keeping going i think i was doing knit knit pearl knit knit pearl knit knit pearl all the way around but i did it on a hundred stitches so that it would jump each time but it it sort of untwists itself so you don't end up with a, a diagonal stripe it just seems to sort of hang so the stripes end up vertical I'm like that's I don't really understand how it's doing this yep, me. and it's just it was boring to knit so I've never finished it I'm gonna rip it back and maybe make a, a lace shawl or something that sounds cool or like make up a bit of lace to stick on the edge or something or add it onto that low weekend shawl which tends to roll up I find okay. um, so I might crochet an edge just an edge along the blunt edge of that just to stop it rolling 
Did you block it? Um, well, yeah, sort of, but it's mostly acrylic, so... Uh, um, that should at least it, get it to in the right... Because I, I obviously couldn't press it because I didn't want to melt it, so I did the sort of between two damp tea towels type of thing. Um, and I don't have any blocking pins, so I sort of just pinned it onto the ironing, but it was like a whole long story. <laughs> anyway, so I, I want to redo it because it, when I first did it, it, it sort of looked okay, but over time it's kind of rolled up and the, and the pattern is kind of isn't that obvious because of the way it's sort of pulled back into its own shape. Um, so I might redo that. Um, it could probably also just do with a wash, I guess. It's winter's over. So yeah, I have plans. I have plans for knitting and crafting, but nothing actually on the go. What have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Oi! Well, I have seen the film Paddington, and it's amazing. Good. And it's very charming. And I was kind of laughing and crying constantly all the way through for an hour and a half. It's very moving. We talk all about how people get a warm welcome in, in London. And also a bear. Topical. So that is a great film. If you have not seen it, you should see it. I will. Okay. I have seen a T-Rex doing a chorus line, which I shared with my colleagues the other day, which is very enjoyable. T-Rex is doing dancing is a big thing. Then we watched one which was uh, one goes to spend the day with the Cincinnati Ballet going to their day classes. Uh, I presume this is like one person dressed as a T-Rex. Yeah, it's a guy in a T-Rex costume who is a dancer. He can actually dance. It's not just some guy on their driveway like doing. So they're they're in a dance class doing a chorus line. I saw the headline T-Rex do a chorus line and I thought it was the band T-Rex covering the songs of chorus line. I saw that and I was like, I've read more into this. It's literally just yeah, man in a dinosaur costume. And then doing ballet with Cincinnati Ballet, which was quite funny. Because they only have little arms. It's really, it's really funny. And then he tries to get his leg onto the bar and he's like, he can't, can't get his leg up, even though clearly the man in the costume is perfectly capable of doing the things he's attempting to do. It's, it's entertaining. And I also recommend, whose lines it anyway, do a um, lying down scene or... I can't remember what the name of the game is called, but it was very funny. And it was Colin Mockery and uh, Wayne Brady and Jeff Davis acting out a scene where the theme or the genre changes uh, every sort of minute or so. But it's filmed with them lying on the floor being shot from above with like a door and a table and a chair and a lamp hanging down. And it's it's such a simple concept, but it's hysterical. They just have to roll around. Yeah. I have an article to recommend to you all which is from Book Riot, and it's called Laurie Isn't a Good Guy, He's a Nice Guy, TM. And it's about Laurie from Little Women and how people like me, who are just absolutely devastated that Joe doesn't marry Laurie, it's about somebody who also felt this way and comes to reread it. And then through, should we say, a modern feminist rereading, it realises that Laurie is kind of a an annoying guy. And he's like, you know, the phrase like, I'm a nice guy. Hashtag not all men. Yeah friend zoning and stuff um, and it's quite an interesting take on it and I have to say that mostly I'm disappointed that Winona Ryder didn't choose Christian Bale I think that's the issue really I'm like oh but Christian Bale with his floppy hair so I perhaps should reread Little Women and reassess it for myself but that's quite a little interesting article somebody and I cannot think who but it was on Twitter and I've seen it before and there was somebody that they and their friends reread Little Women and she'd written little few short paragraphs basically rewriting the end of Little Women how Joe sails away to live her life and has has a lovely time and never gets married because she could never marry one thing not even if that one thing was um theodore lawrence and also mentions the fact that if laurie had asked her to marry him but then turned out to be later also prepared to marry amy then really what does that say yeah so um don't be downhearted use the internet to rewrite things you don't like thanks very much listeners patrons friends bye what, what more can we say well uh, hopefully several episodes more at least oh uh, yeah next week we're going to bring you hamilton because Somebody has listened to all of it now. 
Goodbye, listeners. Goodbye, Jessica. Goodbye, Rosie. Good night, John Boy. To find out more and to read show notes, find links and photos for this and past episodes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at the Day of Fun Show. Rosie and Jessica t-shirts are now available. You can shop for all your Day of Fun needs at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash ohmygreyhounds. And now you can become a monthly subscriber and support Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun at our Patreon. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica. Thanks for listening.